Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. We've almost made it to the weekend. It's Thursday, July 16th. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's how we're making you smarter today. A shakeup in the Trump campaign and last night's crazy Twitter heist. But first, the administration's war on public health experts is today's one big thing. I believe, for the most part, you can trust respected medical authorities. You know, I believe I'm one of them, so I think you can trust me. But I I would stick with respected medical authorities who have a track record of telling the truth. That's Dr. Anthony Fauci, who was attacked by White House staffer Peter Navarro in a newspaper op-ed earlier this week. Navarro accused Dr. Fauci of being wrong about, and I'm just going to use a quote here, everything they interacted on. And that's just the latest in a series of efforts to undermine public health officials. So the most recent thing is the Trump administration has ordered hospitals around the country to start sending some of their coronavirus information over the heads of the CDC. They've cut the CDC out of its role in the process. So now this information is going directly to the Health and Human Services Department instead of the CDC. Sam Baker is the health editor for Axios. I asked him what it means for the CDC fight against the pandemic to not get information like this directly. So the CDC will still have access to this information, but it's very clear to anyone who's paying even a little bit of attention to the inside parlor game of all this that the CDC is on the outs. Their briefings have been shut down since, I want to say, February or March because they warned that this was going to be very bad. So the less that they are listened to, the more you see the virus continue to spread. And it's not like if everyone had been nice to Anthony Fauci, then we wouldn't have any more cases. I'm not trying to overstate it like that. But these are the people who've said, look, you've got to take this thing really seriously. you got to wear the mask. you got to do the social distancing. Here's how we open schools safely. And every time these new public health messages come out, you have either Trump directly or political White House officials saying, we don't like that because it represents a reality that no one likes, but it is the reality. Can you frame where we are at right now in this country with our COVID map? Yes, we actually just updated our map this morning and cases are rising in 36 states, which is pretty bad. You're still seeing cases get worse all across the country in every region by a pretty significant amount. So... What are you thinking? I mean, when you put all this together, how public health officials are being undermined and we're not getting control on this virus? I think it's a pretty straight line, right? We have a pandemic. That is not Donald Trump's fault. It's not any politician's fault at all. But start at point A, and it is don't listen to the people who do this for a living. It's pretty easy then to get to point B of you don't control the pandemic. And it keeps spreading, keeps killing people. And until you start listening to the expert advice, even though those people can make mistakes too, they do know the most about this, even if they don't know everything. And if we don't listen to them, it keeps getting worse. When the history of this pandemic is written, it will show the public health experts who were trying to fight it also had to deal with political fights that made their jobs harder. And that's the bottom line. Sam Baker is the health editor for Axios. We'll be back in 15 seconds with a shakeup in the Trump campaign. Welcome back to Axios Today. Axios Insider is a sneak peek into the conversations we have in our newsroom. 
Mike Allen is one of our co-founders. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Nyla. What a news day. Well, last night your phone was blowing up over the big shakeup in the Trump campaign. What's going on? Yeah, Nyla, people inside say they saw this coming. And just look at the new polls that are out showing President Trump losing in every swing state. In the NBC Wall Street Journal poll, 50 percent of people say there's no chance they'd vote for Trump. I'd never seen the no chance question before. So why this matters Nyla, this is President Trump doing something he had not publicly done, and that is he's acknowledging he's losing. It's obvious. All the data shows it. The family knows it. Now he's admitting it. Mike, who's in and who's out? Brad Parscale, the big, colorful, boisterous guy. He referred to the campaign as the Death Star. He gets to stay demoted to senior advisor. He's replaced by his own deputy, Bill Stepien. Bill's a longtime Republican Operative worked on the 2016 campaign, had been in the White House. And Nyla, one Republican told me the bill is an expert at something you need around this White House, candidate management, because he once handled Chris Christie as his top aide. And Mike, we will remember that Brad Parscale was behind the Tulsa rally. Is there a big picture here? Was this expected? Yeah, you nailed it. President Trump had lost confidence in Parscale after the Tulsa debacle. But here's why it's cosmetic. Jared Kushner, who, by the way, gave Parscale the news that he was out, was calling the shots before, and he's calling the shots now. The best text I got after this news broke, a top Republican said to me, the real campaign manager reports to the Oval Office every day anyways. That, of course, is Donald Trump. Mike Allen with the inside scoop. Thanks, Mike. Now I have the best day. It was early last evening that it was clear something was up on Twitter, with weird tweets about cryptocurrency coming from pretty prominent accounts. Bill Gates, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, along with many more. For a few hours, anyone with a verified account and that blue check mark were unable to tweet while Twitter tried to run down the problem. But the massive security incident wasn't just prominent accounts hacked, allowing a scam to flourish, and these accounts frozen. What it shows is that Twitter's security issues are even bigger than we thought. Ina Fried is a chief technology correspondent for Axios. You know, I think Twitter was trying to do what it could quickly to stem the tide. It didn't appear to be able to stop it just by freezing one or two accounts because this was widespread. And when you don't have verified accounts able to tweet, it makes it hard to know where to go for trusted information. For example, there is a hurricane bearing down on one part of the country, and the National Weather Service account for that region was verified and therefore couldn't tweet out scientific, important information, weather information that people in that area needed. So really... Once Twitter took that action, which may well have been necessary, it took a lot of trust out of the system as well. You know, what does all of this say to you about the system and trust, particularly when you have Twitter and a president who makes his own news and governmental decisions on Twitter? That's my real concern about this. It's a scam that might take some money, but it's not as potentially worrisome as somebody attacking or getting a hold of the president's account and tweeting out. How would we know, especially given the way that this president uses Twitter, if somebody declared nuclear war from President Trump's Twitter account, how would we even know that that wasn't real? So, Ina, the morning after this, I wonder how 
you think we should be looking at Twitter and our digital life? I think it's a reminder that one of the big dangers of the digital era is you don't know that the person you think you're talking to is that person. The person you think you're hearing is that person. And I think we really need to prepare for that world. In many ways, digital is hard to trust. And the bad guys are always looking for new ways. And we need to beef up our security, broadly speaking. But if we don't do more than we're doing, we're in for a future where digital can cause a lot of harm. And I think this was a wake-up call. Ina Fried is the chief technology correspondent for Axios. Before we leave you today, we wanted to take a moment to remember someone. Oh, good morning, class. The woman behind Ms. Frizzle, Magic School Bus author Joanne Cole, passed away at age 75 this week. Millions of kids, nerds or not, were transported into Cole's world of science and education, especially an entire generation of 90s kids who watched the TV shows. Cole had recently finished The Magic School Bus Explores Human Evolution. It's scheduled to come out next spring. Thank you, Miss Frizzle. That does it for us today. You can reach our team at podcasts at axios.com or reach out to me on Twitter at Nyla Boodoo. If you want more news before tomorrow, tune into our afternoon podcast recap. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Hold up. 